Up next is a daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. Pastor of JF Believers Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Subscribe to our podcast by visiting burningdogradio.com and click subscribe. Thanks for listening to Burning Dog Radio. Mark chapter 14. Verse 8 says, She has done all that she could. She has anointed my body before and for the burying. Now notice that Jesus was not demanding she do something that was beyond her ability. He praised her because she did what she could. Now many folks will take this verse as a way to bow out of service, bow out of sacrifice and giving, but this woman, no doubt poor and uneducated, she gave all she had. What she could was all she had. That's interesting. Verse 9 goes on, Most certainly I tell you, wherever this good news may be preached throughout the whole world, that which this woman has done will also be spoken of her for a memorial of her. So this woman would be recorded in history for all who would follow. It seems that nothing we do for Jesus will be forgotten by him. Notice that her act would be told in combination with the very gospel message itself. Why? Why would that happen? Because her act was the embodiment of the righteous response to the gospel. Again, she gave up the most expensive thing in her life for a love that could not be purchased. Verse 10 says, Judas Iscariot, who was one of the twelve, went away to the chief priests that he might deliver him to them. Now the Gospel of John tells us what the book of Mark does not. That is that the one uh, that is complaining herein about the waste of money, well, it was Judas. Most versions of the scriptures begin this verse with the word then. So having just come out of the scene with the woman who had poured the alabaster flask of spikenard on the head of Jesus, the one who had made that beautiful and sacrificial act, Jesus now would make his move to change sides. In spy and espionage novels, well, these folks are called sleepers because they seem to be a part of the group, but in reality, they are simply waiting for the day in which they can turn and strike. As in the case of Judas, it seems that many times people like this don't even realize that they are the enemy, but they never gave their all, they never gave their allegiance, and so it was only a matter of time. Verse 11, they, when they heard it, were glad, and they promised to give him money, Judas that is. He sought now how he might conveniently deliver him. Such folks as this are merely waiting to turn on the Lord, or perhaps their pastor, or even their church. They likely do not even know it, but Satan knows. He knows they're weak. He knows how to get to them. 
It just takes a certain situation, a wrong handling of something that they hold dear, and that person will ultimately turn. You see, things did not go his way. He didn't get the required recognition for his gift or service. He was passed over by another. The Sunday message was too strong. He was told no and he refused to accept it. He wasn't ready to give up what God asked him to. And so all of these things and any of these things was the cause and so he walked away. Away from the church family, often even away from God, this was the man Judas. Beginning in verse 12 of our text says, On the first day of the unleavened bread, when they sacrificed the Passover, his disciples asked him, Where do you want us to go and prepare that you may eat the Passover? So he sent two of his disciples and said to them, Go into the city, and there a man carrying a pitcher of water will meet you. Follow him. And wherever he enters in, tell the master of the house, the teacher says, Where is the guest room that I may eat the Passover with my disciples? He will show you out of a large upper room, furnished and ready. Get ready for us there. And his disciples went out and came into the city and found things as he had said to them, and they prepared the Passover. Please notice that throughout all of these events, Jesus was unflinching. He knew exactly what was happening with Judas, and yet he refused to run. He was still determined to complete his mission. Now, notice the first words that were given here by his faithful. Quote, where do you want us to go? End quote. You see, some people are looking for Jesus to do something for them, while others, well, they're standing waiting for directions. These were the souls who understood These are the souls that understand what Jesus was doing. Today, these are the ones who understand what he did. Jesus gave directions, precise directions. They acted in the same precise obedience. In that precise obedience, things were exactly as Jesus said they would be. And if only we would realize that that, well, is always the case with Jesus. Verse 17. When it was evening, he came with the twelve. Now please notice that all twelve showed up. So Judas didn't run away after his act of treason. No, he stayed just playing along like he was one of them. He is and was the worst kind of turncoat insidious and clandestine. Verse 18, And they sat and were eating, and Jesus said, Most certainly I tell you, one of you will betray me, he who eats with me. They began to be sorrowful and to ask him one by one, Surely not I. And another said, Surely not I. And he answered them, It is one of the twelve, he who dips with me in the dish. So what is a here in a very interesting situation uh, shows us that suddenly these individuals, they all were concerned that they personally were the one whom would fail Jesus. It seems that the faithful never forget 
that they have a wicked heart. They know their capacity to sin and were concerned always about their own personal actions. Are we? I mean, do you think that Judas joined in on this self-evaluation? Because I doubt it. Certainly not with a genuine heart anyway. However, in reality, wolves will often shout hallelujah. They'll raise their hands in praise with all the rest right up until the time that they turn on the shepherd. That was our daily devotional by Pastor Tim Dodson. For more information about Pastor Tim or JF Believers Church, visit jfbelievers.com.